hun, it's me, Danielle. I am a licensed clinical mental health counselor, and I'm here to talk about all the ways multi-level marketing and mental health do not mix. It is important to know that this podcast is not meant to diagnose or for treatment. This podcast is based off of personal experiences and opinions, and is meant to educate and entertain. Now sit back and start healing with me on this episode of From Huns to Humans. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, hon. Welcome to this episode of From Huns to Humans, brought to you by ThriveMind. Whether you're at a crossroads with your career, wanting to scale your side hustle, or want to start a new business, there are places down the road to change where you might feel stuck and need the experienced help of someone who has been there. Enter ThriveMind. ThriveMind is both a boutique marketing company for your small business, and most importantly, a coach and advocate to help you get your small business off the ground effectively and sustainably. Allie Heatherly, former Avon Hun and anti-MLM advocate, is the principal of ThriveMind and has 10 years of experience in business operations and can give you the tools to reach your goals. Visit thrivemindllc.com today to schedule your free no-commitment call to help jumpstart your side hustle business or career change today. That's thrivemindllc.com to make the big change today. Hi, everyone. Before we get started on today's episode, I wanted to give a content warning. We do talk about eating disorders and self-mutilation in this episode. Um, This could be extremely triggering. If you are not in the correct headspace today to listen to this episode, please feel free to skip or come back at a later time. Thank you so much, and I hope you enjoy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of From Hunts to Humans. I am so excited because when I originally reached out to Michelle Carpenter, she was just like this random person on Facebook um, sharing her story in a group and I was like you need to be on my podcast like I need you (laughs) I need to know your whole story and um, it took us a while to get here we ended up becoming really good friends in a group chat and now here she is telling me her whole story and I'm so excited um, because I feel like I've been waiting for this for months. <laughs> Aw, yay! I'm so excited too. And um, yeah, when you like replied to my comment, I was like, oh my gosh, a chance to be on another podcast. That would be so awesome because I had just, um, I recorded with Roberta for Life After MLM um, back over Thanksgiving break and it didn't come out until like mid January. So all that time in between, I was like, um, like I recorded with her before I was even like at all part of the anti MLM like community and didn't know anyone at the time, except I had been 
binge listening to her podcast. And then once I finished all, because this is just the way my brain works. Once I had finished literally all of her episodes, I then felt comfortable enough to reach out to her. Yeah. I think it was, it was like, I wanted to just make sure that she hadn't done any other episodes that were exactly like my story, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And you know, okay. So first of all, if you have not gone and listened to life after MLM, uh, Michelle Carpenter's story, you need to go back and listen to that. Like pause this episode, go listen to her episode over there and then come back over here because this is going to be a very different episode than the one that she does with Roberta. And it's very much going to complement each other. Um, So you need to go and do that because she breaks down um, the MLM that she was in Beachbody so well and talks about so many logistical things, but we are going to dive deep into her mental health story now. And it's going to be fantastic. Um, Ah! Also, I had another thought and I totally forgot what it was. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Welcome to my life. (laughs) Yeah, I... What, like, what did you say before that? Like, what did I? Uh, nope. I was okay. talking about how I wasn't really part of the, the community for a while. Yeah, 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 <laughs> I don't yeah. Know. But yeah, yeah. You, you commented on one of my comments in the um, Life After MLM group, I think, and yeah. on Facebook. And I was like, oh my gosh, that would be so cool. And I, w- I just felt like I was getting to know people. And then like, as soon as my episode of that podcast came out, like suddenly I was creating a whole lot of content and getting attention and, um, you know, just being noticed by um, some of the creators that in my imposter syndrome head I thought we're like out of my league as friends and now we're all like besties and it's awesome (laughs) yes um I I love having you be part of the community and you make such good content and um I particularly love when you took the sound of our friend Jenny Wild saying, thanks for the candle, bitch, which was referencing my uh, interview with Aaron Bees and it became your sound. So it's just so funny how it all trickled down. It was like, okay, so like I recorded with Aaron and then Aaron posted it and then Jenny listened to it and reacted to it. And then you took this out. I don't know. I just think it's so funny how it like turned into this chain of stuff. I am um, obsessed. Oh my gosh. And when I listened to yours and Roberta's um, podcast episode the other day of hers, um, and you talked about the candle story, I was so wishing that one of you would have been like, thanks for the candle, bitch. Oh my God. It's so funny because it wasn't, um, Jenny reacted to it after I had already recorded. Oh. <laughs> uh, so unfortunate, unfortunate, but all right anyways we are (laughs) we're just gabbing um do you want to jump into your journey um your mental health journey with Beachbody and I don't know did your journey start before you entered Beachbody (laughs) yeah my story actually starts like 15 years before (laughs) but I'll I'll try not to drag it out too long (laughs) at birth Michelle Oh my gosh. So, um, I was, uh, I guess the beginning for me is when I was like 15 years old, I was 
um, diagnosed with Graves' disease, which is an autoimmune disorder that specifically targets the thyroid. So um, normally Graves' disease, um, well, it, it causes hyperactive um, or hyperthyroidism, which um, for most people causes um, like very quick weight loss. Um, and that's one of the, one of the main, like noticeable factors, um, that did not happen for me. Uh, for some reason, my body was like, we're going to do the opposite of that and make you fat. (laughs) Um, I always felt kind of like I was a chubby, um, I was like one of the bigger girls in my friend groups growing up and, um, And looking back, I was not at all, at all big, (laughs) but that was where my head was. And I was in high school, you know, (laughs) Um, I went to private school. So we were in school uniforms. And so that I feel maybe helped a little bit, like it might have my personal feelings about how I look might've been worse if, if I had also been having to keep up with like fashion and things like that, you know what I mean? Um, but that was not a factor at all. Um, except we were required to wear skirts. So that's fun. Um, so I was diagnosed with Graves disease because my, this is crazy. My, um, my family has a very, uh, I have a, I have a family history of a lot of different bad things. Like I have a lot of people in my family history, um, with severe bipolar disorder, um, manic depressive, um, and just like not great. My uncle, um, I think suffers from schizophrenia, but I'm not sure if it's diagnosed or being treated. Um, we don't really talk, but, um, there's just a lot of, um, mental health issues in my, oh, and addiction. <laughs> That's a big one. Um, so yeah, there's, there's a lot of addiction as well. And so I'm kind of, um, my mom, I think when I was a teenager was kind of just like always on the lookout for any um, anything out of the ordinary with me. Um, and I had, um, this is before I was diagnosed with anything. Um, I had what at the time my mom thought and feared was a, um, manic episode. And I had essentially blacked out and shaved my head and then hid it, um, under a hood. Like, I don't know how long I thought I could get away with that, but, (laughs) um, I shaved my head and hid it. And she found, I mean, my parents found out like a couple days later and I actually got away with it for longer than I thought I would, but I was tattled on by the school nurse because they were concerned about me. Um, so it initially started out as a trip to the doctor to get a referral, um, for somebody who could see if there was something like a behavioral, um, issue that caused that. 
And the second that I walked into this doctor's office, he said, I think you have Graves disease, like without us going into the story, everything with, with, I mean, we had not said anything yet. Um, it was because I, uh, had very large protruding eyes, which is also a side effect or a symptom of Graves disease. Um, in a lot of people it's called thyroid eye disorder. Um, and it just, it causes your eyes to be pushed forward by a buildup of tissue around your brain. Um, and at that point in my life, it was really, really bad because I had been undiagnosed and untreated. And, um, it's not very common in young people. Um, Graves disease is more commonly, uh, diagnosed in like women between like 30 and 50. Um, so no one was on the lookout for that. Uh, it also causes crazy mood swings and brain fog and it can cause things like that might appear like manic episodes so um I was diagnosed uh, at that point and um gosh I don't know like there are ways that that fits in um to my Beachbody story later on so I'll tie it back in but let's jump forward a couple years um I, uh, I ended up having my, uh, actual thyroid. It, they caught the Graves disease, um, like too late to actually treat it, uh, like back into normalcy. Essentially there was, there was really not much that they could do. So they killed it. Um, they, uh, rate, they used radioactive iodine to ablate my thyroid. So I technically still have it. I didn't have it removed, but it is dead. It doesn't do anything. Um, so I am as hypothyroid as one can possibly be, which causes severe weight gain, fatigue, low metabolism, all those fun things. So I had already been gaining weight. Um, and then it just got way worse after my thyroid was killed off. Um, by my senior year in high school, I, um, I just wanted to start over when I went to college, I wanted to not be the fat girl and I wasn't fat. I mean, I really wasn't, but that was, this is just, you know, how my brain was thinking at the time. Um, I didn't want to be the fat girl when I went to college. I wanted to be the hot girl. I wanted to uh, it was 2007. So I wanted to like wear hip huggers and, uh, crop tops, you know, and not feel crazy or, you know, embarrassing, um, which would be really embarrassing now who wears hip huggers. <laughs> um, so, <clears throat> excuse me, in my senior year of high school, um, I started, uh, I got my first laptop for my senior graduation and subsequently spent the next two months not leaving my room and um, joining a bunch of pro-anorexia and pro-eating disorder live journal communities. Um, and I... I just, I developed like severe, what we called at the time, Ednos, eating disorder, not otherwise specified. 
Um, and eventually it turned into full-blown bulimia and I lost a ton of weight and was super skinny and the whole new person that I wanted to be going into my first year of college, starting out not knowing anybody. And, um, I mean, I thought that I didn't really think about how God, it's hard to put into words because like I knew that I was hurting my body, but I wanted to, um, I mean, I I was also self-mutilating and there was this quote that was going around all these horrible, toxic life journal communities that I was so entrenched in, um, that was, uh, Uh, I'm going to get it wrong if I try and pronounce it, but um, essentially it translates to um, what nourishes me destroys me. And I really like I had gone through periods where I literally considered pulling out, like pulling out part of my stomach and cutting it off. Like things that like it, it had nothing at that point to do with looking a certain way. It was just, it turned into just being about having the smallest number possible on the scale. Um, so that's kind of, uh, that, that I was able to, um, go into remission for recovery. Um, once I met new friends in college, um, who, of course, because I attract crazy people like myself, <laughs> not, not in a derogatory way, but you know, I'm, I'm just, um, uh, you're I spunky. Yeah. You attract I, spunk. I do. No, I attract, um, I attract Pisces. That's my problem. <laughs> um, my best friend in the whole world. I met him in my, um, freshman year of college and we became completely inseparable. And he was also suffering from pretty much all of the same mental issues that I was. And, um, it was surprisingly healthy for us because we loved each other so much that it changed our perspective because I, didn't want to see him doing those things to himself. And so it made me um, realize that it was hurting him for me to be doing those things to myself. And that's kind of what pulled me out of it. I didn't go to therapy or counseling for that. Um, But I was able to, uh, with my bulimia, I I had become physically dependent on laxatives um, to pass anything I literally could not um you know have a bowel movement without using a laxative um because I had fucked up my body so much at that point um so that was uh like getting off of those was like physically the hardest part but um eventually I got to a place where I was no longer um actively like I was no longer acting on my eating disorder, but my, my thoughts and my relationship with food was permanently fucked. 
forever. So, um, yeah. Wow. I just want to say how proud I am of you for getting through all this. I know we're not even, we're not even all the way there, but like, we're not even to the MLM. (laughs) We're not even there yet, but like, I'm just so proud of you for navigating all of this and being here today. And, you know, the world is lucky that you're here. And I know that sounds like super cliche, but like, thank you. I mean it. Thank you. Um, so like over the next uh, 12 or 13 years, I um, mostly just partied and didn't really care about my health or fitness or anything. And then um, I guess uh, once I started really wanting to like find a partner, and this was like right before I met my now husband, um, I decided that I wanted to get in shape. So I joined what I still think today is a really great um, program. Uh, it's called Nerd Fitness Academy. And I, I loved it. And I, um, was, I just became kind of interested in fitness at that point. But I also realized that I can't follow a diet without my mental, um, health just going straight downward. Um, even if I'm, even if my goal that I set out for myself is to eat a healthy amount of calories in a day, if I'm counting them, it takes me right back. It takes me right back to those days on live journal where I would feel like I had to post my food log and I would feel embarrassed and ashamed if my intake for the day was more than like 300 calories (laughs) because I was in all these pro anorexia groups. Like I am flabbergasted that they were allowed to exist. And I'm sure that they are banned now, um, or censored in some way but I'm sure that they also still exist out there. And that's terrifying to me because it's just a bunch of teenagers idolizing, um, you know, skin and bones and literally, literally idolizing. Like I literally prayed to a deity called Anna, which stood for anorexia. So, wow. I have never heard of that before. I've never met anyone who was, who was in a group like that. I don't know how big or how, you know, widespread that is. Um, but that unfortunately is the first thing I discovered when I got my own computer. (laughs) Um, before we like keep going into your story, are you okay? If people reach out to you that have been in that? Absolutely. A hundred percent. I love talking about my story and this is a part of it that I haven't ever spoken about publicly, but I am completely comfortable talking about it. Okay, cool. So if you, if, if you were in one of these groups, like, I I think that would be really interesting if we found out, like, if like, I mean, there must be other people in it and I'm just so curious if anyone 
knows anyone that was in one of those groups, if they were in one of those groups themselves, if you're comfortable, like we, we need to connect and mm -hmm. heal yeah. more. <laughs> wild, totally yeah. wild, awful. Oh my God. I just, now as a mother, I'm like even more horrified and I know that my mom is going to listen to this podcast and mom, I'm so sorry <laughs> that I didn't tell you this, that I didn't let you in and it is not your fault. You did not miss something. I was actively hiding it. So that's my little note to my mom because she supports me in everything I do and will definitely listen to this podcast. <laughs> Hi mom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Okay. So that's just kind of, I wanted to give like a foundation, um, of like where I come from, um, as far as fitness goes, because then I joined Beachbody. <laughs> so, um, how old were you when you were in these groups and, uh, and then it sounds like you kind of like started to make steps towards healing in college. I'm sorry. No, you said you were a freshman when you got your laptop. So freshman was when you were in these groups, you kind of started healing in college. And then how old were you when Beachbody came about? Uh, yeah. So I was, um, I was like, it was 18 and 19 when I was really active in these groups and really, really abusive to myself. Um, I, was in active recovery for like a few months after I only went to college for one year. So, um, I, uh, I was, I got almost immediately after, um, starting to feel better. I got myself into a super abusive relationship, um, with somebody that I worked at at Waffle House or worked with at Waffle House, I should say. Um, and he took advantage of me in a lot of ways and also made me feel like shit for being overweight, um, and would talk about it. And then the things that, that happened to me in that relationship, which are just abhorrent and nobody needs to know the details of, but, um, uh, the things that happen paired with the things that he had said about me to me and about me, um, just kind of wrecked my progress. Um, and I just, uh, it got to the point where I was just partying so much. I have an alcohol addiction, um, and I am almost 14 months sober. Congratulations. Um, but, um, I kind of just let the drugs and alcohol and partying and sleeping around and doing all that stuff, um, take center stage. And so my eating disorder just became like a, um, thought in the back of my head every time I ate, but not to the point where it would stop me from eating. So that's kind of, um, that was, that was like all of my twenties. And then, um, I am 33. Am I 33? Yeah. 
I'm 33 now. Um, I joined Beachbody in 2020. So I was 31. Um, and yeah, so. So before you joined Beachbody, would you say that like your disordered eating habits were like mostly in remission? Yes. Um, yeah, I was able to, I was actually very, very, very body positive at that point. I was wearing crop tops. I was overweight. Um, I was at my highest weight and this was also like, I joined Beachbody nine months postpartum. So I was at my highest weight and having all of those new mom hormones as well. But all that time, I um, actually over the years just became very, very um, fat positive, like body positive and um, having having dated several um, bigger women, like definitely helped change my attitude toward my own body as well, because I loved theirs so much. Um, And that, I don't know, like, I think a lot for a lot of people, there's a cognitive dissonance where like, you can't feel that way about yourself, even if you do feel that way about other people. Um, But I was able to internalize the good, the good feelings. Um, So that was kind of miraculous, but it sounds like, um, to me that if you're recommending that we should all be queer. Yeah. 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 Be be (laughs) queer, date fatties. Yeah. And I don't mean that in a negative way in any, like, I, I don't want that to come off as sounding like, no, I don't mean it. I don't, I mean it. it. Like I'm serious, like fatties are beautiful. (laughs) I I think that like you make a really good point of like, when you're able to love somebody that has the qualities about the same qualities that you have, that you're struggling with yourself and like, it doesn't matter. Why does it matter for you? Does that make sense? Mm Absolutely. That's sorry. I was taking a drink. I know they can't see me. Y'all can't see me. Um, yeah. And I think that, you know, that, that is a point of cognitive dissonance that a lot of people cannot internalize that. Um, it, there's just like a block, like when you look at, um, a woman and you're like, oh my God, she is sexy. She is 250 pounds. Um, and she is absolutely gorgeous. And then you can turn around and look in the mirror and be like, "Ugh, my 230 pound body is so gross and disgusting. Well, I did, I feel that way for a while, but, um, I mean, I went through a lot of spiritual growth and, um, just a lot of outside factors that helped me change that perspective and attitude. Um, and I would say that I was, um, I thought that I was recovered when I joined Beachbody. And for the record, I did not join Beachbody to lose weight. Um, so putting that out there, (laughs) um, I actually joined Beachbody because, um, I also in the last five years have been diagnosed with, um, Ehlers-Danlos syndrome and fibromyalgia. 
And Ehlers-Danlos is a, um, it's a connective tissue disorder. So it can, it can affect anything in your body that's a connective tissue. So that's going to be like your joints mostly. Um, but then it can affect like your skin, like there's connective tissue that literally binds your skin to your muscles or however the body works, you know, but that's why people with Ehlers-Danlos syndrome tend to have like really stretchy skin. And it's because that connective tissue is not great. (laughs) Um, so that combined with fibro and my autoimmune disease, I was just, I was in a lot of chronic pain all the time. I had been considering actually quitting my job and, um, seeing if I could get on disability at the time, because I was basically unable to walk up and down the stairs, um, of my house. And my, um, my good friend who also has fibro and another crazy rare autoimmune disorder that, um, caused her to be in a lot of chronic pain. Um, she, was worn down over time by, um, the person who ultimately became our upline, um, who had been friends with her on Facebook for five years and had been badgering her the whole time about joining Beachbody. And she finally caved. Um, and after just a couple of workouts, she messaged me and, or no, I messaged her because she had been posting about it on Facebook. And I was like, um, you're moving, like how tell me all the things, (laughs) because at that point we were both just like in pain all the time, like, and fatigued, seriously fatigued. Um, she told me about this low impact, um, workout, uh, that she had bought access to and, Um, she said that it in the first 30 minutes changed everything she thought she knew about, um, moving her body and, um, and that she was able to do things she didn't know she could do still. And, uh, and it helped to ease her chronic pain. Um, she was also drinking Shakeology because she just wanted to, you know, do the program, But for both of us, it was about being able to be more active without being in more pain. Um, I really, at that point, my, my why, the one that I would always post along with my story, whenever I really needed to make a sale, um, (laughs) my why was, um, that I wanted to be able to, get on the floor and play with Otto, my son, while he learned to crawl and walk without having to worry about how I was going to get back up again. So that was my, that was my reason for, for getting into Beachbody. Um, and I was intrigued by the idea of the, of having like a shake system because it didn't, the way that she was doing it. And we really like, there are two 
um, nutritional programs, or there at least were at the time, um, to kind of choose from. And one is the one that you're familiar with, the portion fix, um, which is like probably one of the worst things you could do if you have an eating disorder <laughs> or at all, actually. But <laughs> yeah, um, the other one doesn't count calories um, and it uh, doesn't restrict your portions. Um, it's a mindset, a quote unquote mindset um, nutrition program. And I mean, really like the way that we were following it, the main thing was um, just replace your lunch with Shakeology and then you're getting more nutrients and then you can just kind of keep doing whatever you're doing and add a workout. Um, and that's what we did. Like we didn't, um, me and my, my friend that we both essentially joined at the same time. I technically joined under her just a few days after she joined. So um, we both saw really, really rapid, um, not only weight loss, but also um, quality of life improvement. Um, you know, being able to walk around, move around, like do things I didn't think I could do anymore. And it was amazing. Um, and I wanted to share it with other people who had chronic pain. Um, and I feel really bad now, you know, that now that I know that everyone in an MLM is both a victim, but also someone who has preyed on other people, I j I'm just like, oh my God, I was literally targeting already disadvantaged people. And I feel shitty about that, but I know all the, I know all the things, you yeah. know, I, I shouldn't. <laughs> no, you know, we can, we can only learn from it now. Right. So, and you Absolutely. have, and you do, and you educate others. And that's, that's the important part. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying every day to make up for it. Um, and I think I am, um, anyway, uh, just after a while, it stopped being about the pain. Um, the weight loss was so rapid and I had been at my highest weight ever and suddenly was feeling sexy again. Like I was still drinking at the time. Um, so I would notice like, uh, on the rare occasion that I would be like out and about because this was in 2020. Um, like I was getting hit on, I was getting flirted with and looked at, and I was married, but like, it wasn't even about actually meeting people or anything. It was just like, I forgot, you know, how good that felt. And I knew that it was like on one hand, it did piss me off because I'm a super hardcore feminist and it really, really pisses me off that there, there, that there is skinny privilege, you know? And then once I started experiencing it, it was like, ugh, I hate that this exists, but it does make me feel good. <laughs> 
It's so hard. <laughs> it's so hard. Yeah. Once it, once it became more about weight loss than, um, pain management for me, that's when my, um, just like my disordered thoughts about eating came back. Um, I didn't ever like fully relapse. I am happy to say that. Um, however, ever since then, like the intrusive thoughts are back whenever I eat something, I'm always thinking about like, I can, I can tell you how many calories and carbs are in something just by looking at it. Like (laughs) it was my life for a while. Um, and yeah, just those, those thoughts came back and I started thinking more about, um, that guy that I was with that abused me and just like, it just wasn't good. Um, I don't know. I don't know what more to say about that. Like, so, um, as things started to get more and more about weight loss for you and less about, um, uh, fighting diseases, um, did that change your sales strategies? Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, because the first few months we basically recruited all of our Spoonie friends, like all of our friends with chronic illness. We were like, join our fit club. We used the, oh, let me tell you before Beachbody, I thought I was anti MLM. I really did. Like I understood that it was in my opinion, um, a pyramid scheme. And, um, I got that and I didn't want to be that guy, that, uh, that hun. (laughs) And then, um, but I was like, okay, so we convinced ourselves, um, me and my friend convinced ourselves that, um, we were not doing the, the normal beach body coach thing. We were doing things differently. We were going to run our business differently and we were going to help. I know this is like what everyone thinks when they join an MLM, but we totally thought that we were just going to genuinely help other people. Um, and it was just that we were using beach body on demand and shakeology as our like supplies to do so <laughs> you know it's really interesting that you say that because me and Aaron bees had talked about how we feel like on some level a lot of people go through this like phase of cognitive dissonance where it's like I see I see how it can be a pyramid scheme but I'm going to make it better. I'm going to be the one that's not the pyramid scheme. And like, I'm, I'm going to fix it. Yeah. Like I I did that. Um, I know other people have done that and you're telling me you did that. So I think that it's a thing and I'm curious, definitely curious how many other people went through that phase of like, I think it could be a pyramid scheme, but I'm not a pyramid scheme. It's not going to be a pyramid scheme with me. Because you know, (laughs) 
before Beachbody, I like I had watched the John Oliver episode about multi-level marketing. Like that's all I needed. Like he explained it so fucking well. Um, if you not you, Danielle, you're nodding. So I assume you've seen it, but if yeah. you have not watched John Oliver's last week tonight episode where he did a deep dive on MLM as a, as a business structure, you have to go watch it. I mean, it is spot on. And I understood all of the things that he presented in that and was disgusted by it and was like, how is this legal? All of these are obviously pyramid schemes. Um, and then I, when, when my friend told me what products she was using, I was like, ew, isn't that an MLM? And she was like, yes, but, (laughs) you know, I'm just using the products and the products are pretty good. I'm not trying to like, I'm not trying to like be at the top of a pyramid or anything. And, uh, I mean, she didn't even try to sell, like, I'm just, I'm like Mallory, like Mallory, I've heard in other podcast episodes, um, say this same thing, but like, um, and I might regret saying it, um, for everyone to hear, but like, if you ever need to sell anything, even like a piece of trash, like I'm your girl, like I am so easily persuaded that like, she didn't even like have to offer me anything. I I was like, okay, well, I want to do this with you. So send me, send me the information. Um, I want to sign up. I'll, I'll do it as a coach. If that's, what's going to help you the most. Like I volunteered all of this stuff. I was like, um, I'll buy whatever package you, uh, you think will make you the biggest commission. Like I, it was not, (laughs) I knew (laughs) you want my money. Take it. (laughs) Yes, exactly. I was like, um, she, she kept like, I I was her first sale. So I don't know if you remember like the first time that you sold something for an MLM, but like, I felt my first time, like I had to, um, hedge all of my sentences and be like, um, you know, uh, I'm nervous to tell you how much this costs. And, um, you know, you're going to ask me questions. And I really like, I, every DM was like, I'm crossing my fingers that they don't ask me this question. You know, it was so much stress having that actual invite conversation after you got someone's interest. And I think that she was going through that, even though I was one of her best friends. Um, I think that she was trying to figure out how to word it in a way that, um, that uh, wouldn't make me go like, oh, never mind. But what she didn't realize was I just wanted the damn link. Like I was already on board no matter what it was. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. And yeah, I'm pretty sure Mallory said that on my podcast. <laughs> yeah, and I listened to that. I was like, we really are the same person. Holy. <laughs> um. So yeah, so once that you became more focused on selling and on weight loss, you changed your like perspective on selling and it sounds like you were a little bit more pushy at that point. Um yeah, a little bit and uh way less successful. Like I <laughs> um I hit Success Club which I know you've had other beach body coaches on here, um, on your podcast before, but just like real quick, um, 
for every kit that you sell or challenge pack, even to a customer, um, which is Shakeology and a year of um, Beachbody On Demand, um, or the performance stack, which is a pre and post workout and a year of beach bunny on demand, like that bundle, whether they sign up as a customer or a coach, um, if it's their first time buying it, you get two success club points for that. Um, and, um, to hit success club for the month, you, uh, basically you had to have five success club points. It's kind of hard to only get one success club point. Like there's specific things that like, um, that would qualify for that. But, um, mostly we were just pressured to only offer the challenge packs because they got two points. Um, so essentially you had to sell three of those in a month to hit success club. I know the episode I was just listening to that you, uh, posted just a few days ago. Um, can't remember her name, but she really explained it very well. And she said that she was having to do three, she was controlling three different accounts and hitting success club in all three of them was yes. just blew my mind. Amy, you need to I get hooked was, up with her. She's oh, awesome. Yeah. I haven't finished the episode, but that's what I was literally listening to. Like, pre- like preparing myself to come chat with you. <laughs> pre-gaming. Um, yeah. I was pre-gaming the podcast. Um, and so in Beachbody, they have uh, the Success Club starter like bonus, but it's not like a cash bonus because, you know, you have to have a team to get bonuses. <laughs> um, Success Club starter uh, bonus is if you um, hit Success Club three months out of your first six months as a coach. Um, and I did it in my first three months. I hit it um, my one month one month two and month three and I mean month one like um I joined on like the 16th so I hit success club in like two weeks and that was because I had one friend that I (laughs) there was one friend that really did sign up under me um because she wanted to like get in on what me and my friend were doing we were all friends um and she had chronic pain and things like that. Um, so there was one real sale that helped me out there. Um, and then the other two were my husband and my mom, just like Amy, like Amy. <laughs> imagine that. Um, so I ended up being successful in hitting that in my first three months. And I got a fucking, um, beach body themed puzzle. <laughs> I'm so disappointed you didn't get the Snuggie, the Shakeology Snuggie. uh, I think you have to, um, you have to be in like the success club stars or I don't, I don't remember what it's called, but you, you have to hit it, um, like 12 months in a row to get that. Like part of me really wants a Shakeology Snuggie just because I think it's hilarious. But then the other part of me is like so disgusted by Shakeology that I'm like, I can't wear that on my body. Can't disrespect <laughs> myself that way. Oh my God. Speaking of Shakeology, I like, I did not understand um, like how chemicals work, I guess. My first month drinking Shakeology, I was literally mixing it with my hot coffee. And then I read like a month in something about how like, um, 
mixing it with something really hot actually like you're not going to get all of the same like benefits that you normally would out of the super foods that are in it and stuff I don't know <laughs> well I mean I I would question how nutritious shakeology actually is compared to like what we actually think you know what I mean yeah a hundred percent I I just eat, just eat some vegetables, guys. If you can, if you have the ability to eat vegetables, please eat them. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and honestly, so, it's cheaper. <laughs> like I said, I, I felt like I was seeing rapid, rapid success in weight loss and pain management, mm-hmm. um, because of Shakeology and doing these workouts and, Um, Part of the reason that I wanted to join as a coach and have people under me was not because I wanted to like hit a certain rank. I mean, that, that is why I signed up my husband. Um, But the reason that I actively recruited other people in the beginning um, and people like me um, was because I didn't feel like I could hold myself accountable to sticking to a workout plan. But if I was leading a group of people, I would have that accountability because I would be accountable to them, not me. (laughs) Yep. I thought the same thing. That's what I told myself when I joined Arbonne. I was like, if I sell Arbonne, then I have to be a product of the product. So I thought it was the only way for me to make myself actually do the thing because I had tried and failed so many other like diets and programs and everything in the past. Um, and that's why I brought up the nerd fitness one, um, from several years ago, because like, I actually did see success on that, but I didn't have any personal accountability to stick to it. Um, and so I felt like that's why I failed in that. And, um, so that's why, that's why I wanted a team. Um, my friend and I actually created our own, I guess, listening to other people's stories in Beachbody, I guess this is um, not the way most uplines encourage you to do things. Um, but me and her, um, we started our own fit club right off the bat. So generally in Beachbody, if you join as just a customer, you'll be put in someone's fit club um, or challenge group which is just like a group on Facebook or now they use an app. Um, but they were just kind of starting to use the app when I joined and I hated it. (laughs) It was so clunky and just uh, not user-friendly at all. And I have heard that they've changed it and improved it. Um, and they've kind of started mostly using that instead of Facebook. Um, although who knows, there is probably an ulterior motive to that. <laughs> um, anyway, um, the, you know what, I wonder <laughs> if it's like, kind of like they knew that these restrictions about MLMs was going to come up on social media. I know that all of the like star uplines, um, like the the up uplines, the leaders, the people who are actually profiting off of the business, they suddenly all started um, just like encouraging everyone to move their groups from Facebook to um, whatever the Beachbody app is um, for challenge groups. And 
Um, they started doing that in like 2021, I think like maybe about a year ago, the, the real push on that started. And I hated, 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 hated that app. So I didn't do it. Um, plus at that point, I had a couple of people in my fit club that weren't even on auto ship anymore. Like they were, they were still technically my customers because they bought a full year of Beachbody on demand from me, but we were told by our upline to essentially kick anyone out who hasn't bought anything in like two months. So, (laughs) Um, I didn't do that because I really cared about all of the people in my fit club. Um, so as far as like the fit club thing goes, well, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I go on so many tangents. I know, you know, this, but, um, uh, I was talking about how, um, the way we were encouraged to do things or the way we did things was different from the way most uplines want their people to do things. Um, for instance, starting our own fit club month one, like our, our first full month, we had all of our own graphics. We had a name for our team. Um, and, uh, we had people under us that really had no communication with our upline at all. Um, so we kind of like made our own, I guess, pyramid, but like, we weren't making any money. I'll tell you that. (laughs) Um, And I think in, in most of the Beachbody stories that I've heard, other uplines have, um, highly discouraged, um, their coaches from branching off and creating their own fit clubs and teams. So that was, that was a little different, but, um, I think it was because she was aware that we were like going for a different, like specialty, like her fit club and challenge groups were definitely all about weight loss. Um, and we were pretty vocal that that was not what we joined for. And so I think that's why she encouraged us to create our own group. Um, the group helped a lot of people. I mean, a lot of people who came into our group just, you know, gave me and the programs glowing reviews and, um, we highly encouraged everyone at first to do the low impact, um, program uh, that, uh, Elise Joan had just come out with. Um, and we all started with that because it was, there was no jumping. It it was just all, um, like it, it was called bar blend, but, um, it was like a blend of bar and Pilates. So yeah. there was like, there was cardio, but not from like jumping or running or anything that would like seriously hurt our knees and things like that. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I did have a lot of people tell me that being in that group really helped them, but they didn't care for the products and they didn't want to keep buying all this expensive shit. Um, and I felt like I can't blame you, but I need you to, (laughs) like, I need you to, um, Unfortunately, after that eight week, eight week program, we started kind of just adhering to this mindset that everyone in our like sideline was in, um, where someone 
one of the super trainers is coming out with a brand new program. We are going to do that program. Even if it was not at all what we wanted, like what we were interested in doing or what was good or healthy for our bodies. Um, that's what we ended up pushing next. And again, rapid weight loss. <laughs> um, and so it just came more, it became more and more very quickly about weight loss. And then I started, um, you know, sharing before and after pictures and progress pictures that were really obviously all about like how many inches I had lost and things like that. Um, rather than I was able to, you know, take my son on a mile long walk, um, thanks to, becoming more active. Like those are the things that I wish I had always been bragging about. You know, those are the things that I got into it for, (laughs) but it it didn't, um, it didn't work out that way because all of the intrusive thoughts about eating and losing weight and just being smaller, um, really started coming back when I actually started seeing that weight loss and feeling like, um, like people saw me differently. Yeah. So, um, what was like your mental health shift when you decided to leave Beachbody? I, oh, that's a good question. When did I decide to leave? Like I fizzled out. Um, I had been fizzling out all last spring and hadn't been really selling anything, but I was still buying enough product to remain active as an Emerald coach. So that means I was also keeping my husband active and, um, actually paying for a $90 auto ship for one of my friends who didn't even want the product, um, so that she could remain active (laughs) because I needed a coach on each leg in order to keep my rank I have a question yeah if like so say you had a um so we dove pretty deeply into the beach body compensation plan in the episode that you're listening to yeah she Um, talked about the legs and everything yeah (laughs) so if you decided that you couldn't keep your husband's account active anymore but somebody on his team was active would you I would have inherited them and it would have been on the correct leg so that would have been fine but I didn't actually have anyone under him okay so it wouldn't have happened (laughs) (laughs) yeah Okay. But yeah, in theory, um, they, the, uh, I think I read somewhere where you can, maybe this was in a different company. I, I feel like I heard somewhere that in some company, at least you can like, while you're leaving request that your downline gets inherited by a specific person and not just the person above you in your upline. Um, I have heard that. I feel like I heard that on Roberta's podcast and I don't remember which MLM it was. Yeah, I don't either. Um, so that could be a thing, but I, I don't think it was with Beachbody. Um, so all of my peeps were inherited by my friend. 
um, because I had actually signed up under her to help her out. Um, and she, uh, she is not in anymore. Um, she was when I was on Roberta's podcast, she was until I think about a month ago. Um, but I don't, think that she really wants to talk about it or she's not ready to. Um, I don't know. I don't think that she left because it's culty and a pyramid scheme. I think it just wasn't working out and it was too expensive, um, which is fine. I'm glad that she's no longer paying, um, for all that shit. And she also had her partner, um, under her. And I mean, he wasn't using any of the products. My husband didn't even know, you know, I mean, he probably knew, but I never actually told him, um, you know, that he had an account, but I was still paying for all that stuff. Um, and, uh, so I was kind of fizzling out all of last spring and then, um, I caught some live that our upline was, um, doing and it got me all excited again. And so I joined like a diamond push, um, which is, uh, essentially you, it's kind of like a mini, um, 90 day run, like what, what, what they're doing in prove it or what are in the empire. Um, I think a couple of other groups are doing it too right now, but, um, it's only 30 days, but basically you commit to, um, to doing, like 10 xing your your stuff for a month and um in return for you working a lot harder um the upline or uplines who put together the group which in this case it was two different teams coming together so there were two star uplines um they would have you in a private chat and give you extra special attention and mentorship and coaching and um love bombing and all that good stuff um, extra zoom calls and just making you feel special, um, because you're, you're putting in this work and you have a goal of hitting diamond by the end of the month. Well, in reality, uh, and I, you know, my upline would say that this is probably why I failed at it, but, um, in reality, I knew that there was no way I was going to hit diamond in 30 days. I hadn't sold a damn thing in six months and I would have to, um, recruit like eight people (laughs) and place them in the right legs. (laughs) Right. It was, I mean, it was not, and that was June of, um, 2021. So that was just last year. And is um, diamond the rank right above Emerald? Technically no. Um, there is Ruby, uh, it goes Emerald Ruby diamond, but because of the leg situation, almost nobody hits Ruby. You usually skip right to diamond. It's the leg system is like, yeah, it's a ripoff. I mean, it's literally just a, a way to keep people from making their commissions. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's all a ripoff, so. <laughs> yeah, it is. But it's like extra scammy. A scam within Beach- a scam. Yeah, Beachbody was like, how can we take this scam and just make it worse? Add a little spice. 
So oh. you do this diamond rush, you don't hit it, and then what happens? I don't, I don't sell anything at <laughs> all. So I literally sold nothing. So I was like, Ugh. okay, going to cancel Tyler's account. So I canceled his, and I canceled the auto ship that I was paying for on my friend's account um, and uh, told her that she was allowed to cancel her coach account now if she wanted to. Um, cause it, I mean, essentially I had just been begging her to stay active because she was my only, um, my only hope. Yeah. <laughs> she was the only reason I was getting any cycle bonuses, um, which I did. I had a little bit of, uh, money coming in pretty much every week. But when I say a little bit, I mean, like not enough like to pay for the three orders that you were thinking. No, no, not even close not even close. I had several $14 paychecks, um, because that is the amount of like the cycle bonus. And so I would hit it like once and get $14. Woohoo. Yeah. Don't spend it all in one place. Uh-huh. Yeah. No. Um, thank you Beachbody for my Starbucks. Barely. Um, <laughs> So yeah, that I didn't sell, I didn't sell anything. I told everyone to cancel their shit and I canceled Tyler's account. And, um, at that point I was just like debating whether I was going to just like stay active for the discount and continue to, um, do the programs and everything. But at this time, I, around this time, actually in April of last year, I started a very, very, like very, uh, intense and experimental, um, thyroid eye disease treatment. Um, which when I say experimental, I mean, it was approved, um, by the FDA in 2019 and then they stopped manufacturing it for all of 2020 to focus on vaccines. So it had literally only been on the market for a total of like 13 months or something. <laughs> um, and there was very little known about it. So it wasn't technically experimental, but um, like anything that didn't come up in the clinical trials, like I was almost the first round of like guinea pigs, um, for this medication. So I didn't know how much it was going to affect everything in my body, but, oh, did it. Holy shit. This medication ravaged me and, uh, just so many different symptoms, hard to nail down, but, um, a couple of months in, I just started, um, feeling like I was going to have to, um, take a break from working out, um, until I was done with the treatment, which it was, um, it was a six month run, I think. Um, it was, uh, I, I, I went in for like a two hour infusion um, once every three weeks for eight sessions. So however long that is 24 weeks. Um, and, um, and then I just canceled 
everything. And then after I canceled, I started listening to, well, I always have listened to a lot of podcasts, but after I canceled my coach account, I was like, I don't have to do this personal development anymore. I'm going to find a podcast I actually like. Um, and I can't remember how I found it, but I stumbled across, um, uh, what did I sounds like a cult. Mm -hmm. Um, that was my first, that was my first anti-MLM podcast. Sounds like a cult. And I mean, it wasn't really even anti-MLM, but no, they only had one episode about it from that episode. I discovered the dream podcast, which blew my fucking mind. Ah, and then I watched Lula rich and no, um, yeah, I think I didn't listen to Roberta's podcast until after Lula Ridge. But um, then I went back and listened to all of the episodes. <laughs> I, I did the same thing. I, I binged all of them. Yep. <laughs> and then I was like, I need more stories. So here I am doing my own. <laughs> I've done that to your podcast too. <laughs> Binge listening. Um, so what so, else? Yeah. What do you want to know? Like, I feel like I am so full of stories, but like I go on so many tangents. I don't know what order to tell things in. <laughs> I think that that was perfect. I mean, um, yeah. do you have any like final thoughts before I ask you my final podcast question? Yes, I do. Oh my God. I completely forgot to like weave this into the actual story itself. Yeah. So all this rapid weight loss. It, I mean, this so far, this podcast has sounded like me saying, Oh, beach body's really not that bad because our products are great. I lost so much weight, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I want to tell you, I was diagnosed with ADHD and put on Adderall the same week that I joined Beachbody. Oh, so guess what? <laughs> Beachbody did not cause me to lose 75 pounds. That was fucking Adderall. <laughs> the perfect pairing. Yeah. The yeah. Perfect storm right there. Like yep. starting that and the appetite, uh, um, suppressant that's involved in that. And then especially the first like year. Yeah. Wow. So, I, wow, and wow, wow. I, like, I never put that together ever. I knew what Adderall was. I used to pop it all the time to like have a good sales day when I was in sales. Like I, I fully understood what getting on Adderall was going to do for my body, but, um, or to my body. Um, but I still like managed to convince myself enough um, that it was the Beachbody products that was causing all of my weight loss. Well, when you're in the cult mindset, you can only have positive experiences because of the cult. Yeah. Like you only were able to get Starbucks because you got that $14 paycheck. Right. <laughs> yeah. It was very much, um, very much a lot, a lot, a lot of love bombing. Um, one of the reasons that I started kind of fizzling out was because, um, our upline, um, stopped love bombing us, um, very suddenly she got like a new class of recruits and like everyone who, um, joined as like our sidelines, um, and members of our, uh, our bigger team that 
are upline led. Um, the ones that joined like in the month and a half after we did suddenly started outperforming us and they became the stars. Like the first month and a half, like it was me and her, me and my friend were like going to be the next superstars. Um, and so our upline put a lot of focus on us. They, she actually asked us our second month in, um, to be on her, um, uh, her team for like twice a year, they have like, um, oh my God, what is it called? They're doing it right now. It's February. Yeah. I think they, yeah, they must be because they do it in like September and February or something. Um, I can't remember what it's called. Yeah. Something, something challenge, something, gosh, that's going to drive me insane. But anyway, um, you can only have five people on your team and she had a humongous downline and she chose us to be on her team. Um, in retrospect, it was because, um, as such newbies who had already shown our ability to recruit people quickly, um, we had more potential for ranking, um, hitting the next rank than other people because we were still in the lower ranks where it's easier to hit the next one. Um, and the points that you get for the challenge, um, are not based on, uh, sales numbers. Uh, you get the most points when people on your team rank up. Um, so I think that she saw that as an opportunity to get a bunch of rank ups in one month, um, just because our ranks were easier to hit, uh, as, yeah you potentially haven't tapped out your warm market yet so exactly so after um after that like when she started kind of giving all of the same focus um that that had been on us to um to the new recruits from like the previous month they became like the stars and we felt really betrayed um and I don't know. I'm kind of glad that I feel like we kind of <sighs> the cognitive dissonance was very, very strong in us. Um, you know, I, I do feel like we kind of kept ourselves a lot, um, through the whole process. Um, like we were able to recognize that she had moved on from us and that it was because, of these reasons, like we recognized that it was because, um, you weren't making people, her money. Well, yeah, exactly. And we weren't making her money. Like we were aware of all that stuff and it just sucked. Um, I, that's why I ended up, um, hiring a business coach, a third-party business coach to help me, um, kind of restructure how I was doing things because she had, um, like advertisements on, um, Facebook and Instagram saying, are you tired of sending? Hey, hon messages or Hey girl messages. Um, my system does no cold messaging whatsoever, blah, 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 blah. You know, I bought her program. It cost me like $600 and I never sold a fucking thing doing her tactics. Um, so yeah, that, I mean, that was like the beginning of the slow fizzle um, was really when our upline made it obvious that we had been love bombed. (laughs) 
I didn't know that word at the time, but that was, I, I, I definitely like, I understood what was happening and that, that was the start of the fizzle, I think. Um, and then, um, and then me mentioning the Adderall reminded me that, um, I just wanted to, um, like kind of talk to you about like, um, have you noticed that like so many anti-MLMers, um, have ADHD like real bad? (laughs) Yeah, I do. Um, I noticed, so there are actually a lot of people that have been on the podcast that either have ADHD or autism, but they don't talk about the autism. OCD. Or, because oh, yeah. I didn't know that I, and I'm like 99% sure, but not diagnosed yet. I am talking to somebody from no CD, mm-hmm. um, the group that, uh, that does so much great advocacy, um, and provides like counseling and things like that for OCD, um, people, but I had not ever considered that I could possibly have that until I heard that episode of your podcast. It changed my life. Um, so I just want to put that out there. (laughs) Um, wow. That's amazing. And also you are not the first person to tell me that. So I'm so glad that we were able to talk about that, but yeah, a lot of people, um, I would say probably 90% of my podcast either has ADHD, autism or OCD. Yeah um, like that they confided in me. I didn't diagnose them or anything like that. That would be unethical, but, um, (laughs) or they told me that they had the suspicions that they had it. Um, so a self-diagnosis that, I mean, if you have the characteristics that we're talking about, you 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 have the characteristics. So, I mean, it definitely makes you more susceptible Yeah. And so that's what I wanted to talk about a little bit. Like I really do like I, some people like this crazy ass Monet hun that we've been obsessing (laughs) over the last few days, um, think that, uh, everyone nowadays is just saying that they have anxiety and ADHD and it's so like popular right now. But for me, like, yeah, I have definitely seen an uptick in, in the people um, who are open about having ADHD or ADD. Um, and I think that a lot of it has to do with, um, uh, hopefully more people seeking therapy, especially because of the pandemic. Um, but also, um, just like more knowledge of, uh, it existing, especially in adults. Um, you know, the, the education that has been, done, you know, more counselors and therapists and psychiatrists and psychologists, um, being, I guess, fresher out of school, like, you know, yeah, <laughs> not, being, will, not will, being stuck in this mindset of like, that's something some kids have. <laughs> yeah. Um, when we were kids, ADHD was only a um, something that you had when you were a child. And I was told growing up that, um, I would grow out of it and I would never need to take medication as an adult. And I was like, uh, and then I was like in college and grad school. And I was like, you think that I'm going to stop taking this medication? 
<laughs> um, and function and like have all of these things going on. Um, yeah. I'm personally not currently on medication, but that's a health insurance story. <laughs> oh God. That's another thing I could talk about for hours, but yeah. I don't really do that right now. Maybe <laughs> later. Yeah. <laughs> not, that's not over recording. That's a whole nother podcast. Right. Um, <laughs> so I think that, you know, it's a combination of it actually, actually being more commonly diagnosed, but also the people I encounter right now, because I'm hyper fixated on anti MLM are anti MLMers. And I think that the majority of anti MLMers suffer from ADHD And that's not a coincidence. I truly believe that it's because we're ex-huns and ADHD, people with ADHD or ADD, I don't know the difference to be honest with you, but people, okay. (laughs) People who have this, this, um, like almost dopamine addiction, um, that, that we have literally make the perfect target for an MLM. Like we are impulsive, um, you know, and we hyper fixate. So we're going to like do really, really well in the first few months. And, um, we're just like absolutely the perfect target for MLMs. And I think that that's the reason why so many former Huns also happen to have ADHD. I think that's why it's so prevalent in our community. And I think that, um, the reason a lot of us turn to anti-MLM content making is because we had all of this harnessed energy when we were in MLM and we were like, okay, use all of this harnessed energy for evil. Ha ha ha. Obviously we know none of us were thinking that, but um, <laughs> now we have all of this knowledge about what was going on and harnessed energy towards this topic. And in and, some cases, social media followings. Yes, and yes, and that. And and in, and in my case, um, plenty of experience with video editing because I was posting my workout every single day, and all of those videos are still public. If you scroll far enough on my TikTok, they are funny. <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> you're like snooping. I know what I'm doing later. <laughs> I might have to go snooping. <laughs> Oh, find uh, the ones from my dance program that I did. <laughs> oh my gosh. What one country heat or did you do a Shanti? Um, no, the new Shanti one. Oh, the new Shanti one. I hadn't even, I haven't even tried that one or seen That's it. That's the one I, I was in a test group for it. Um, that was the the other thing that I won from hitting the success starter. I got a puzzle and I got to be in a test group, um, which is essentially just, um, like, you get first access to, um, some new program. Like they don't even let you choose the program. Like if it, if it had been like insanity style, I would not, I wouldn't have been able to participate because of my chronic conditions, but that was, that would have been the only option I had. Um, so that's a ripoff too. But um, essentially you get first access, but you have to like document everything so that they can um, use it in marketing materials um, and like track your progress and everything like that. And I did do that. That was actually last March, Um, but I just wasn't really selling at that point. I was just really 
really, really into the program. Um, but yeah, there are, uh, I, there are 30 days in the program. So there are probably 30 or 60, um, videos of me dancing. <laughs> um, it was actually a really, really fun program, <laughs> but anyway, um, all right, Michelle, I yeah. am going to give you the final question. Okay, do it. What is your anti-MLM why? Dude, this is just like on Roberta's podcast. <laughs> I was like, I have heard you've asked this question so many times. And I'm totally drawing a blank. My anti-MLM why. The reason that I want to educate um, people and do this kind of content. um, I have a selfish one. And I have one that sounds good. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Let's hear them both. (laughs) So the one that sounds good and is also true um, is because, um, I lost my family over $4,000 that we really, really needed, um, without realizing it. And I just don't want other people to fall into that trap because it, it can really damage you financially and mentally and emotionally for a very long time and you don't realize it. Um, so I want to, I want to expose that. Um, so I just, I want people to know that. And my selfish one is because I have met all of my current best friends in this community. (laughs) Oh, I don't think that's selfish. (laughs) I just That's love like saying you're not supposed everyone. to have friends. Yeah. We are pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we are pretty fucking cool. All right, Michelle. Thank you so much. Do you want to tell the people where they can find you? Yes, absolutely. So on YouTube and TikTok, I am Spoon Stop. Um, on Instagram, I am Fallible Spoonie. Um, and I have an Etsy store where I sell anti-MLM stickers and maybe eventually I'll go back to also selling um, shirts with the same anti-MLM designs on them, but I'm not doing that right now. Um, But my Etsy shop is Spoonstop as well. I have a website, um, spoonstop.com. So basically Spoonstop on pretty much everything. That is my brand and it's the name of my small business. Um, the only thing that's different is Instagram. Yes. And I will put all of that in the show notes for everyone so that they can. Thank you so much. I am, uh, I am still working on building out the resource pages, Mm -hmm. um, on that website. So it's not completely done, but there's some stuff there and you can shop my Etsy from the website. Um, and there are going to be anti MLM, um, resources uh available on there i have not given myself a deadline 
um, because it would stress me out too much. I just started my new job today and there's just a lot going on, Um, but eventually it's eventually un- that part is under construction but it will be there <laughs> someday well we appreciate you even trying to build that page because it's definitely a task all right everyone thank you so much for listening and i hope you have a fabulous day bye